everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Guys, we have made it to 2021. Can you believe it? Woo! My goodness. Hey, we're your hosts, Brian, Nathan, and JC. Thanks for tuning in tonight to the first. <coughs> What's going on? JC, I just thought I would tell you, happy anniversary. Whoa, oh, yeah. This is our one-year anniversary. Our anniversary episode. One year ago today, we were just starting on this journey. Man. Absolutely incredible. What a year. Can, can you believe that 2020 was the year we chose to start this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that may say something about us. I don't know. Yeah, but the cool thing is all the people that have gotten in touch with us saying that it has been the RFP that has been the highlight of their 2020. And I know that depends on which side of the RFP yeah. you're on because there are despisers and then there are appreciators. But it's been really cool to have people saying the RFP helped me get through 2020. It's kind of like when you're watching a football game. What's more fun to root for your team or to root against the team that you hate? <laughs> so I think our haters love us more than they realize. So guys, we see you. Yes, we see you. And I think Twitter needs to become a sponsor of the RFP. We need to get yeah. verified because we have brought a whole <laughs> new world to Twitter that did not exist in 2019. Yeah, there's all kinds of Twitter handles now. You know, like IFB former, former IFB, Sasquatch. soon to be former IFB. Yeah, the Sasquatch, IFB. You know, there's all these Twitter <laughs> handles, man. They're everywhere. Hey, and we need to give a shout out to the man at Fake Sermon, or now he is at... IFB sermon. Yeah. So Thanks, he's, he started this whole thing a little bit ahead of us. And man, we have worked from opposite sides on the same issue. And we could not have done what we've done without him. And he said the same thing to us. Man, yeah. what a partnership. And I'm looking forward to this new year. Even Spencer Smith pitching a fit and getting him kicked off didn't slow him down. Later on that same hour, he was posting again, and we're taking this to the next level. And I don't think that's the end of it. Just the few followers on Twitter are, it's just scratching the surface of where that handle is going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and by the way, did you guys ever dream that we would be sermon content at the Sword of the Lord conference? Let's go. No, I did no, Never in my wildest dream, but I love it. Yeah, if it hadn't been for the RFP, think about how much less sermon content so many of those guys would have had. They wouldn't have that bad allergy against recovering fundamentalists <laughs> if it weren't for us. There's been more names thrown at us in 2020 that I didn't even realize existed. I never thought sodomite, heretic, basement dwelling, gutter snipe. You know, what cracks me up is that I've been called... Number one, trendy. And number two, skinny jean wearing. Yeah. I wouldn't put on a pair of skinny jeans <laughs> just because the Bible commands us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Me and skinny jeans would not be loving my neighbor. I think we need a New Year's resolution for 2021 that all three of us are going to be in skinny jeans by the end of the year. Dude, let's go. It'll never happen. <laughs> no, it will never happen. I'm the guy that keeps hoping that buffets are going to open back up. So you know I'm not hoping that skinny jeans are going to continue to be in style. Well, you know, the other thing that I've loved about 2020 is that a lot of churches are online. So it's a downer. Yeah, I get it. But I've been able to tune in and watch Hope Church Danville and Hope Church Trenton. And today I just happened to click on the link and, and listen to a, a, a sermon. Were you live today? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Do you realize how many Brian Edwards jokes you had at the beginning of your sermon <laughs> that absolutely flopped? Dude, I never tell jokes. I never tell jokes, but I was like, there's so many 2020 jokes, I'm going to tell them. Hey, I will say this. You couldn't tell, but everybody in the room was laughing, but there was like six people in the room. <laughs> I don't know if everybody was laughing because Diana Spurgeon sent me a text and said, uh, just in case you need some entertainment, Nathan <laughs> dropped a boatload of Brian bad jokes before he preached today. She's fired. I've got some of these here. After years of wanting to thoroughly clean our house but lacking the time in 2020, we discovered that time really wasn't the reason. In March, the World Health Organization announced that dogs cannot contract COVID-19 or transmit it to humans and that all dogs previously held in quarantine can now be released. So to be clear, 
Who let the dogs out? <laughs> oh, no. Hold it. Hold oh, yes. it. Hold Gosh. it. JC, I completely reject this characterization <laughs> because you you call them Brian jokes. You've never heard me tell jokes that bad. You don't even Brian, hear me tell that yes, many jokes. Yes, you I have. spent a year building this reputation, man. You can't tear it down that quickly. Here's the deal. We're going through, and one of these next episodes, we're going to do all the Brian Edwards jokes from 2020. <laughs> My jokes are classics. Oh, man. <laughs> Classic dad jokes. We need to go back and listen to how many times we've said words like, it's great. Like, I know that I, oh, yeah. I don't listen back because it drives me nuts. Like, how many dad jokes Brian says, or I'll say, love it, or oh, it's great. Like, Absolutely. I've done that. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Guys, 2020 has been a great year. I'll say this. I needed this podcast, if for not even the content, just for the, the brotherhood and just the, the friendship of being able to text you guys at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, knowing you'll answer back. And the fact, we can sit here and look at each other on Zoom and, and record some great quality content and be hated and loved and all kinds of stuff together. 2020 has been a great year. Well, you know, all three of us, have ministry in our hearts. We want to minister to people, whether that's in person, whether that's through church ministry, or whether that's through a podcast. And the thing that's really blessed me week after week is the fact that we know that people are being touched as a result of the RFP. Think about this. We've gotten emails of people who will now be in heaven because yeah. they've received Jesus Christ through what they've heard Come through on. the RFP. That that's amazing. I, that excites me. That makes it worth it all. I agree, Brian. That that has been the highlight of this year is getting those emails and seeing stories of people that say, "I've been away from God. I've been away from the church for a long time, but I'm finding hope in the fact that I'm not alone." And that's why we started this podcast. And I tell you what, guys, 2020 has been incredible. We're going to spend this episode looking back at 2020, but my goodness, 2021 is just going to be absolutely fire. 2021 is so full, and I can't wait to let you know, the RFP family, what we've got coming in 2021. So I think we should jump right into this episode and just start unloading this. Y'all ready? Let's get it started. Let's go. Starts in three. You know what makes women stupid is college. Jesus was not a bartender. Hi, man. Two. You have lost your mind. Long tongue heifers have given me a lot more trouble than heifers wearing breeches. And you know that. Say amen right there. One. Let me tell you something, bozo. They'll be selling frosties in hell for this boy. Put on a pair of pink underwear. Amen. I sucked my thumb till I was 14 years of age. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We're your hosts, Brian, Nathan, and JC. Hey, we want to thank our sponsor, Free Life Soap. You can check them out today by going... Yeah, buddy. You can go to recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the tab, Free Life Soap. Use the promo code RFP and get your soap, get your shave butter, get your beard oil. Miss McCribbin, she sent that text out right at Christmas Eve. She said, your family, the RFP family, wiped me out this Woo. Christmas Man, season. Yeah. Good. I got my package in the mail this week from Miss McCribbin, and she sent some shave butter and a badger hair brush because my other one started shedding. I, I love Free Life Soap, man. <laughs> it is absolutely incredible. I had badger <laughs> hair all over my bald head. I was trying to <laughs> rub in the soap, but Free Life Soap, check them out today at recoveringfundamentalist.org. Guys, do you realize what we are just three weeks away from? Las Vegas. Vegas, baby. Viva Las Vegas. I am fired up. It's going to be a good time. Did I bust your eardrums just then? No, that sounded great. No, you actually <laughs> did the old Southern Gospel thing, and you went away from your microphone. Do you remember how the guys used to sing on the platform? Oh, yeah. And what was funny, though, is they would pull their microphone away from their mouth, but the stack vocals would stay the same volume. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> My dad, I remember standing off stage at... Uh, the Memorial Auditorium in Chattanooga when the cathedrals, Kingsman, Gold City were singing. And Ernie Haas, he's one of the biggest ones that does that. He'll pull that microphone way down on, oh, what a savior. My dad's like, see how he's dynamic in that? I'm like, 
It sounds the same, though. I never realized what stack vocals were until later <laughs> on in life. But that's when he's just trying to get a breath and then hitting that one note for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's what makes a trio sound like a choir. Come on, let's go. Hey, Vegas is coming up January 25th and 26th. I've heard this week, Josh Tice tweeted that the response to people signing up for Vegas is so much that they've had to add extra breakout sessions. And the meetup is going to be absolutely incredible. I think that word got out that we were going to be singing in Vegas and everybody wants to be there to hear it. Is that happening? I think we've got that special song that we're going to break out on them. And they've never heard anything like that before. Is that one, I kiss you through a screen door, but it's strain our love? <laughs> I like that one. I went back to my fourth wife for the third time to give her a second chance, make a first-class fool out of me. <laughs> That's my favorite. That's my favorite. You're the reason our kids are ugly? That's my other favorite. <laughs> hey, have you ever heard that old song, I'm My Own Grandpa? Yeah. yeah. Love that song. Man, that is hilarious. And it's sad that it's probably true. <laughs> Especially up there in Danville. <laughs> yeah, I felt offended they were talking about my family like that. Oh, man. I love it. Hey, we want to see you at Vegas. It is not too late to sign up. Get your tickets today. Airfare is super cheap. The hotels are super cheap. I can't wait to get to Vegas, hang out with you guys. Our wives are going to be there. There's so many friends that are going to be there. Folks that we have seen on email, on message, on Twitter are going to be there in Vegas. It's going to be an absolute incredible time. Go to recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the Idea Summit tab. Use your promo code RFP Meetup and get your ticket to come and be part of the Idea Summit in Vegas, January 25th and 26th. So guys, as we've said already, 2020 was a year where we learned a lot, we experienced a lot, we went through a lot. So we thought it would be cool if we shared some of our private conversations that we've had behind the scenes with our listeners. So Brian, let's start with you, man. Do you have some things that you learned this year from being a part of this groundbreaking new series, The Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast? So share with us some things you've learned and maybe some ways you've grown over this past year. Yeah, so when we started the RFP, uh, I never really realized how great the reach of this ministry was going to be. Uh, for example, I didn't even know people like Brother Dave Young. I didn't know people like Mike and Jen Peters, Clay Maynard, Josh Johnson. I didn't know any of those people. And I think coming into the RFP, I had a more negative view of independent fundamentalism. But now I've actually seen where people who have come out of independent fundamentalism, man, they bring with them a rich dedication to God's word. Uh, they, they bring with them a ferocious desire for the gospel of Jesus. And while I disagree with so much of the independent Baptist fundamentalist movement in the way that it currently exists, I realize now there have been some great people, some gifted people, some amazing people who have been a part of that movement and some people who are still a part of that movement. Uh, Dr. Dave Young really helped me realize that there are some great independent Baptists. And, you know, Clay Maynard, those guys are still in a Baptist church that is independent. And man, they are great guys. And so I think I've grown this year in learning that uh, God's grace is bigger than often I perceive it to be. And uh, my view is not the final authority. And uh, I've grown this year to learn that um, I need to be more open-minded to the fact that God has good people who are a part of the independent Baptist movement. I, I didn't know them or either I had given up hope that they were there. And, um, and I've, I've learned that over the course of this past year. You know, Brian, I can second that. I think this year, the podcast has really shown, um, it, it's opened up doors for conversations that I would have never been able to have if we didn't have a microphone sitting in front of our face with a catchy intro and a social media handle. I think there have been a lot of contacts that we got to get some things off of our chest. We were able to confront some things. We were able to have conversations that we've sat around and had amongst ourselves that we've never been able to voice. And we brought thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. And that's not evangelistically speaking, that's fact, along this journey with us. And 
we've healed in a way very publicly. I think there's this has been a year of uh, just raw emotion laid out there for everybody to see. I mean, starting off a year ago this week, I mean, we we shared our stories. That wasn't easy to do, but we felt it was very important. And I think, you know, I mean, the 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 fear of who's going to hear this, of who's going to think differently about us, because we still, that's why we said recovering fundamentalists, because there's still a little bit of that in us that wants to please people at times. And I think that's been the biggest thing over the course of this year that has really found freedom in, we've said it, not living for the approval of man, but I think the thing that is really, that I've learned from this is I really don't strive for man's approval. I think at the beginning of this, we're like, is it going to take off? But learning now, people are going to have an opinion about you one way or another. Yeah, And I think we saw that this was a line in the sand type moment when we started this podcast. And I mean, there's no going back because these episodes are out here for the rest of our lives. I mean, (laughs) we can't delete these. I mean, there's going to be content out there and the things we say on here. And and I think think back to just some of the, the interviews that we've done. I mean, people that we were able to talk to that we didn't didn't even know we existed before this year. I mean, I've been a big fan of Ed Young and the fact that we got to sit and have a two-hour conversation with Ed Young, then that was absolutely incredible. Phil Kidd, if you would have told me that Phil Kidd would text me that we would be having conversations throughout the week, just random texts, that Phil Kidd would shoot a text and say, hey, boy, I'm praying for you. That made you stupid. Like, I never thought... I never thought that would happen. I mean, we're never going to agree on everything. But I think that's been the biggest thing that this podcast has done for me is even though I don't agree with you on everything, there's still some level of community, connectivity, commonality, if you will, that we can find. And it doesn't matter what other people think. Like, I can't we can't agree with him because if you agree with him, well, you're you're promoting him. No, I can love a person and not agree with what they say, you know? And I think that's been the biggest thing that I've taken away from this year. Yeah. And I think in this learning process, JC, seeing that there is a line, you keep referring to the line in the sand. And I think what I've had to see is there, there are those people that represent everything that I detest about the independent fundamental Baptist movement. And the RFP has revealed those people But along Mm -hmm. the way, it's also revealed people who are on the other side of that line. And I'm not where they are, but they're good people and they love Jesus and they love the gospel and they have a heart and a passion uh, for the cause of Christ. And and I've I've had to come to terms with that. And I think it's important for us to restate, we're not bitter. Like we are not angry. We're not bitter people. We did not start this out of spite. I think if there's one thing that makes me upset when I'm on Twitter, when I'm on social media, when we get emails is people that are saying, you're just bitter. You're just basement podcasters that are bitter at the IFB because you don't like the rules that were thrown on you. And that, that's garbage. That's not truth at all. We're not bitter. We've been there. We've done that. We've got the t-shirt and we want to help others see the truth that we've discovered. Yeah, and, and for me, I would have to say that it has helped me process. It's helped mm. me process so many things from my past that I just walked away from years ago and never really dealt with. We've had right. the chance to talk about this, process it publicly, get feedback on that, have hundreds of people, even thousands of people that have said, yes, that resonated with me. Someone contacted me the other day and said, what you said about your wife, you not being her high priest, you not yeah. having to be the mediator between her. She said, that meant so much to me. I've never heard a man say that before. And right. just things being able to process this, one, putting the past behind me and, and moving on, kind of closing that door. But also, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't realize how much I had missed people that grew up the way that I grew up. Because I've had so many Mm. great conversations with people. I've been able to reconnect with my past in a way that, honestly, I never even realized I wanted to. But being able to talk to people about the camp meetings, about the crazy preachers, about the things we did behind the scenes at the camp meetings when no one (laughs) knew where all the preacher's kids were at, all the (laughs) things that I've been able to reconnect with, share stories with people that I'd lost touch with for over 20 years. So it definitely helped me process my past. Yeah. 
The second thing would be people that we've helped. Mm. There have been so many messages and phone conversations and lunches and breakfasts and dinners and coffee I've had with people that said, hey, this has helped me. This has helped me process. This has helped me move past something in my life and move into the next the next season that God has for me in my life. So I think we've had thousands of people that have been helped. And that's what we set out to do, JC, was to encourage. Yeah. We wanted to help people. Also, as you guys have said, the people that are still on the inside of the IFB, I have mm. had more conversations with people that say, I do not agree with you on everything. Yeah. And I will second that. I don't agree with them on everything. But I appreciate what you guys are doing. I think you're doing it with the right heart, with the right attitude, with the right spirit. And I appreciate that so much because the thing that's that's bothered me more than anything about the experience over the last year with this podcast is people that have questioned our motives. Because yeah. if you actually listen to the podcast, you'll see we're not bitter. You'll see where we're coming right. from and you'll see where our heart's at. But I know people that have come at us and accused us of things. And JC, you and I say the same thing every time I've heard Brian say it too. At some point in the conversation, we just stop and say, you really haven't listened to the podcast, have you? Exactly. Because the things you're saying just don't make sense because that's not who we are. So I appreciate the positive conversations I've had with people on the inside. And then the last category would be the haters. Mm -hmm. I... I've had some fun this year with our haters. And honestly, I think some of our haters, we're starting to become buddies because we don't agree with anything. I know they're against us and they know I'm against where they're at, but we're having conversations. Maybe they're not the most productive conversations at this point, but at least we're talking. The dialogue started and dude, who knows where it's going to go. Let's just for clarity, they're becoming your buddies. <laughs> I'm into that. They're becoming your buddies. They still hate me and Brian. <laughs> hey, we said we wanted to help people, encourage people, and challenge people. We it's have true. definitely challenged. It's true. Who would have thought tagging the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast or the RFP3 would be clickbait? Man, they've learned. If you tag RFP, it's clickbait. You're going to get at least some some attention. I could name some names right now that do that, but I'm not going to because they're your buddies. <laughs> I think the other thing that I want to say, something you just hit on, Nate, there are a lot of people that are listening to this podcast that are still very deep inside of the IFB. Yeah, We get emails, we get texts, we get conversations from people face-to-face that will walk up to us and be like, hey, I can't tell anybody that I listen to the podcast. My family would disown me. Uh, I would be kicked out of school. If my church knew that I was listening to this, hey, we want to say to you, keep listening. We're here for you. Mm -hmm. You can reach out to us. Like we get where you're at. We know the fear of living under those man-made rules that if they found out you were listening to this, you could be shunned, you'd be excommunicated, whatever. You put, you fill those words in. We want you to know that that's why we're doing this podcast is for you. Truth never fears a challenge. We've said that so many times in 2020. We would love to have a conversation with you. Uh, I, I love, I got a, a text from a guy the other day on Twitter and he said, hey, can I ask you a question? Will you pray for me? I said, yeah. He said, man, I've reached out to Brian. I've reached out to Nathan. I've reached out to you. And all three of y'all have responded to me. He said, that's kind of crazy. I didn't think that any of y'all would respond. And all three of you responded to me. I was like, man, the fact that Brian responded is a shocker. Congrats. <laughs> it's a miracle, baby. It's a miracle. But I think that's the other thing is people don't expect us to be approachable. But that's what we are. We are pastors. We're here to help people. And this is a ministry. And so we want you to know whether you're out of the IFB, you're in it, you're a hater. We're here for all of you. Yeah, JC, I, I agree with that. We want to help people. We want to strengthen people. We want to see people grow in their faith. And this is just a part of that. You know, we, we, we're not trying to replace the local church. We're not trying to replace someone's uh, study in the scripture We're just trying to assist them in growing in their faith. And when we get affirmation that that's actually happening, it's so encouraging. Uh, I think it'd be great if you shared the email that you were reading to us before we started recording, because I think people realize when they hear these emails that there are real people behind these emails who are getting real help. Yeah, this lady wants to stay anonymous, but she said, I started talking to my husband about this podcast over Christmas. He listened that night and he said, I've been a Pharisee. I'm rethinking and reexamining a lot of things. I'm tired of majoring on the minors and minoring on the majors. He thanked me 
for introducing him to the podcast. I believe God is going to use this ministry to show him true grace, the grace of God, and the freedom that's found in Christ. Keep it up. By the way, I saw Andrew Sluter bashing you guys. The fact that he has a picture of Peter Ruckman and Bigfoot on his wall behind him says it all. God bless. <laughs> Love the RFP. <laughs> there's one of my buddies. That's awesome. Well, yeah, there's one of your buddies. <laughs> one of the other things I want to say, Nathan, that I've learned is the value of being quiet. Um, all of my life, I've heard you have two ears and one mouth. Use them accordingly. And there is something in me that when someone pushes my buttons or when someone puts yeah. back on me, hey, all three of us are type A's. So I have that killer instinct in me where I just want to argue that down to the last jot and the last tittle. But this podcast has taught me to give people space to talk. I think one of the things that our listeners have misunderstood is that our silence is agreement. You know, we've given people that we disagree with room to talk. And, and I think a lot of people have tried to push back and say, oh, you're weak. Or I think we've even been called pansies and soft mm -hmm. and uh, some other things that I won't even repeat. There's nothing soft about any of us. All three of us are natural debaters and arguers. And, and we could turn this podcast into WWE in just, Real quick. just a minute, but listening to people, you know, listening to Nathan Rager and, and not even realizing that there's a human being who can talk for three and a half hours without breathing. It's, <laughs> it's amazing to sit and to force yourself to listen, to listen mm -hmm. to Phil Kidd and know that there's, there's statement after statement after statement that I want to push back on, things that I want to say but giving those guys room to talk, Dr. Dave Young, giving him room to talk, I've had to learn the value of being quiet. I mean, Brian, you know, there was an episode that we recorded with James McDonald that we didn't even release. We, we have that, but we haven't released it. And that was an opportunity for three hours that we sat and just had a conversation with a pastor, with a man, a person that a lot of people, without even releasing the episode, we got a major pushback from a whole different realm of people outside of the IFB. But that goes along the lines of what you just said. That was just a conversation with a man, a pastor, giving him an opportunity to talk. And we have done that over and over and over again. A lot of people haven't agreed with our stance on certain areas. I think back to Ken Scott. You know, they wanted us to push back a lot on the, the sins of his father and to really go after him, but we didn't. And, you know, there was, there was other conversations that we've had along the way where people really wanted us to tear into the individual, but that's not what this podcast is all about. Yeah, and I think some of the best things that have happened over the last year are the things that I really can't even talk about. There are people deep inside the IFB, people who have told us, if my pastor knew I was talking to you, if my pastor knew I was listening, I would get fired. Yep. And I've been able to have conversations with guys that are deep, deep inside of the IFB with some major, major names. And we've had some great conversations. We don't agree on everything. But right mm -hmm. now, I've got conversations going with two guys that fit this category. I mean, they're very deep in the IFB and pretty high up. But we're having some conversations. We agree on some things and we disagree on some things. And we've also had a lot of people that have reached out and given us some very, if we just wanted to turn this into what a lot of people have accused us of, if we wanted oh, yeah. to turn this into a soap opera, we could go after some people because we've had so many people say, hey, I'm related to this person. Hey, I went to this church. I knew this pastor. I worked for this person. And they've shared so much with us that we're not going to share because they've yeah. asked us not to. We've got the text messages, the emails, the phone conversation, and we're just not going to go after them because that's not what it's about. We could spill the tea, as the kids are saying. Oh, yes. <laughs> Big time. Well, JC, I know they say spill the tea, but if they're talking about Nathan, he only spills sweet tea. Because <laughs> he's so sweet, buddy. I don't know about all that. I, I can get, <laughs> you ask some of these guys, I can get a little uh, fierce. Yeah, I saw, that. I saw that a few weeks ago. Nathan, here's the deal. I saw a couple weeks ago, you went off on some people on Twitter, 
But then you followed it back up with an apology tweet. And I was like, oh, Nate, you can't like bash him and then come back and be like, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. (laughs) What can I say? I guess I'm guilty. There you go. It's all right. Hey, I will say this. I've learned from you in 2021 to hit delete and just not respond to some people. So Nathan, (laughs) thanks for rubbing off some of that sweetness on me. Well, JC, you know what this means. Nathan has the Holy Spirit and you and I might be in question. (laughs) That's what this actually means. Uh, Somebody's going to tweet that. (laughs) If I didn't have the Holy Spirit, I would be in prison. Yeah. Hey, I tell you another pet peeve, if you will, this year is when people say that we only go with that, that we still have a lot of IFB in us because we're only attracted to the big names. And if you look at the people that we have interviewed, we have interviewed folks that are pastoring 20,000 member churches to guys that are pastoring 200 member churches. We've talked to missionaries. We've talked to people that nobody knows about. We've talked to guys that everybody knows about. We're no respecter of persons here on the RFP. We want to give everybody a platform because everybody has a story. And every story, we want to intersect with God's story to create some incredible history. That was good. Man, JC, you waxed eloquent (laughs) on the anniversary episode. I don't even know where that came from, but it was beautiful. I didn't even Google it. (laughs) So let me ask you guys this. What, What are some things that you've regretted over the past year? with relationship to the podcast? Nathan Rager. <laughs> Can you expound on that, oh, JC? What, what do you regret about that? You know, Brian, I, I think we really did bring him on with good intention, not necessarily to change him, but to give him a platform to have an honest conversation. But I think we've learned some people are just unreasonable and he is just there for shock value. I, th- I think when people question if you're real or fake, um, you know, he, you're, you're doing something that is, I think he's, we, we, I think the RFP has given him a platform that in certain ways, if I regret anything, it's that we've given him a larger platform than what, even talking about him right now that I wish we wouldn't have done. Um, when you tweet things like, my sermons are going viral and people are copying me out there and you take credit for saying things like love the things God loves and hate the things God hates. Man, people have been saying that for years and he's taking credit for that, saying that that people are stealing that from him, bragging about his viral sermons. By the way, I looked that sermon up. He had two views on it. So, (laughs) wow. You know, part of me, if we're honest, part of me felt bad at the beginning because I felt like, people thought we were bringing him on just to make fun of him. That wasn't our intention at all. And I think what we really discovered is that he is a real person. He's just unreasonable. And he is, he wants the shock value. And we gave him a platform to spread that shock. And that, that's really the, one of the only things I regret. Yeah. And I was really disappointed that he and I have had some really good phone conversations and, and email and text message exchanges. And then he'll get online when there's a large audience and say something totally different. Yeah. And I just, I I just question as to whether or not he's real because the things he says are just like you said, JC for shock value. And I don't really know that he wants to help anybody. He's about holding signs and videoing himself so he can be the most outrageous pastor in America. Who sets out with the goal of being the most outrageous pastor in America. Phil I mean, that's, those are the things he's bragging about. Um, you know, <laughs> hey, that. he said the most controversial evangelist. That's how he used to sell himself. But, yeah. um, you know, I think one of the things I regret about the Nathan Rager interview, you know, a lot of the language he used, I know that language was on him. And I know that none of us use the kind of language that he uses. But to know that that happened on our platform, you know, when he was saying certain things on the podcast, I was wincing. I mean, it just it just bothered me so badly. Um, I really regret that about the interview. You know, so we've we've had those folks on uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, no pun intended. But Nate, this year, watching you try to be best friends with all of the people that absolutely hate us. Um, <laughs> You, you you got some pushback this week in an email from some pretty interesting individuals, huh? Okay, so this started out on Facebook. And, 
you know me, I'm going to try to be as nice as possible. And I think you'll see that from this interaction. But I just want to read some of what this started out as. And this guy's name is James Ruckman Sr. Hello. Hmm. James Ruckman Sr. I don't know if there's any relation or not, but definitely you could say he is a disciple of the Ruckman. So this is how his post started out. I've never heard from this guy. This guy has never reached out to us, but he makes a post that says, the Bible definition of a recovering fundamentalist or a recovering IFB is one who is turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness. Oh boy. Recovering fundamentalist and the new IFB are synonymous titles for modern day apostasy. The epistle of Jude is written to warn us of them. So obviously one of our fans, Troy Dixon, engaged him and asked an honest question. So I reached out to this guy and I said, so Jude is addressing, for there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained in this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are not ungodly men. We do not turn the grace of our God into lasciviousness. We do not deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. It would seem that you make false accusations, fail miserably at biblical interpretation and application. So I sent him a private message on Facebook Messenger, and I said, Hi, James. I would like to speak with you personally rather than have a Facebook debate. I am a born-again believer, conservative pastor who is Baptistic in doctrine and affirms the fundamentals of the faith. He reached out to me, and he said, With all due respect, I'm not interested. I was (laughs) saved at a young age, raised in a terrible church where terrible things happen, but I am not a victim, nor will I be. I am so overhearing about the victims of the IFB and folks who are recovering. They sound like they are in AA meeting with recovering alcoholics. People and pastors who did wrong stuff were wicked, but the message doesn't change because of a lousy behavior of a few messengers. Dialogue would not be profitable between you and I unless you are interested in learning truth. I I do not say that with pride. Oh, really? I do not say that with pride, but judging from what you posted on my page, you were pretty well set in what you believe, and I can guarantee you that I am very well set, satisfied, and strengthened, he even alliterated, in whom and what I believe. I am not trading my victory in Christ for victimhood because of a bad church. I am an independent, fundamental Baptist by conviction. I believe Baptist doctrine is the closest doctrine to the New Testament. Are there bad pastors and churches? Yes. They were in the New Testament as well, but they do not color my view of what I believe. So I responded to this guy after that, and I said, we agree on almost everything you said. I am not a victim. That's the farthest thing from what I am. The only difference is I am not over hearing from victims. I want to reach them and help them to embrace the gospel and re-engage with a healthy church, whether it's in the IFB or another doctrinally sound church. I'm a pastor. I believe strongly in the local church. We started the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast to reach people who had walked away from the faith altogether. God is using our ministry to reach many, and we have seen many saved this year through our podcast. We've had healthy conversations with guys like you who are still in the IFB, but stand against corruption. We are on the same team, bro. So do you want to know how he responded to me on that? Yeah. He blocked me. (laughs) Classic. He doesn't even want to have a conversation. And, you know, I don't know what to say to guys who are, interpreting the Bible wrong, who are making false accusations, who are saying we are not even Christians because we don't believe exactly the same standards that they believe. So we've had a lot of people that we've been able to help, but you know, we've had a lot of jokers like this guy, and I don't even mind saying that and going on record publicly saying that this guy doesn't want to have an honest conversation. He basically told me, I'm not interested in what you believe. I'm not interested in talking to you about this. I believe what I believe, so you either get on board with me or you're just a fool. 
Well, Nathan, you handled that a lot better than I would have. You know, just saying to him that you guys were on the same team, I don't think I would have ever said that, and I don't think you guys are on the same team. Uh, but I can tell you this, you, you'll know whether or not he's related to Peter Ruckman if when you are with Andrew Sluter, if you can get Andrew to pull up his sleeve, <laughs> if he's got the guy's name tattooed on his arm, there's a good chance they're related. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, man. What did you say his name was? James Ruckman Sr. Oh, I'm still friends with him. He hasn't blocked me yet. But Chris Hewitt, that guy that has been posting about us quite a bit. They're, they're really good friends. I see them in a lot of pictures together. So if you don't want to engage somebody, why do you post about them? That's been the thing that I think has driven me absolutely insane is people will post about us and then when we respond, they block us or they don't want to get into a conversation. I don't understand that. Yeah, he thinking. started this conversation. If I posted the name of his church and said that this pastor is an absolute reprobate and he's going to hell. And then he private messaged me and I said, oh, I don't want to engage you. That won't be profitable. How hypocritical is that? I started the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Here's what you got to understand. The RFP family is everywhere. People send us screenshots and tag us and stuff all the time. Well, you know, JC, our listeners, they are the best. And it's awesome to yeah. have this huge family that we have now. And I think, you know, they, they should know that we do love them and we do care about them. And, and that's why, you know, when we do things that we regret, we take it seriously and we approach it like we would a family. You know, one of the things that I regret from this past year was the way a statement came out during the Ken Scott interview. I didn't say it like I wanted to. And at the time when I said it, you know, we're interviewing in real time. I didn't realize how it sounded until after I heard it. And then by that point, it was too late. And I don't know that our listeners understand how seriously we take this. I mean, because we had tons of gut-wrenching, heartfelt conversations. And then when people did misunderstand what I was trying to say, you know, it was on the RFP that I actually shared about my past abuse and and things that I've been through just to make a statement that we take this family of the RFP, we take it seriously. And, and you know, I want everybody to realize that, that when we're interviewing people or we're having conversations, just imagine if your conversation every day was recorded all day long. Everything you said to your spouse, everything you said to your children. By the way, we sound like idiots when we talk to our kids. Like I never dreamed I would say things like, you know, get your butt out of your sister's face and things like that. But, you know, if we recorded everything that everybody said, I think they would realize you, you say a lot of things that don't quite come out and sound like they were intended. And I just think we've made a statement to the family that we do take them seriously. Yeah, when that pastor said that he was so over people who are recovering, that, that just flew all over me. Because, yeah. I mean, for a pastor who is called to shepherd people and to have the heart of God and to want to see people who were hurt, he acknowledged the hurt. He acknowledged that the IFB was rampant with abuse but he said they just need to get over it. Man, that's not, the, that's not the heart of God. And I'm so thankful that we have so many RFP family out there who are getting help, who are processing, who are drawing closer to the Lord and who are going deeper in their relationship with him. Guys, I realized this year more than ever, the gospel is so much bigger than a denomination. Wow. Yeah, Nathan, I love that statement you just made about the gospel. It is big. And we wouldn't have the opportunity to really get the gospel out through the RFP were it not for our family and specifically those who are our patrons of Patreon. Amen. Yes, the Patreon family is what absolutely keeps us going month to month. There's 53 patrons right now on Patreon. Uh, this is our sounding board. If you want to be part of the sounding board that is the RFP, become a patron of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We are able to not only get you the episodes early, uh, but we value these folks' opinion because these are the people that are in the trenches, if you will. And uh, we get a lot of comments from these folks a lot of times that we really take to heart. And and so we thank our patrons of Patreon, all 53 of them. You are helping with our monthly overhead because the RFP network 
is coming in 2021 and we need these patrons and we need you to step up. If you've enjoyed this podcast, if this podcast has helped you, we would love for you to come on board and help us as a patron of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast because guys, 2021, the RFP network is coming on board. Nate, tell us a little bit about the RFP network. So as of right now, we have the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. We have the Spanish version, which I can't even say the full name, which is Mike Peters. Yeah. And he has two co-hosts with him. That is actually out now, the first episode. That, that's fire. Then Mucho we got, grande. Mucho grande. I have no then idea we, what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got Clay Maynard and Josh Johnson on the Young Baptist podcast, oh, yeah. part yeah, of buddy. the family. They're on board. They're already putting out content, and they're still in the IFB, and they're coming at this from a totally different approach. So excited about having them on board. Then we've got the OG Youth Pastors. Tell us about that, JC. Yeah, so Student Ministry OG podcast is coming out. Uh, It is going to be a podcast where me and my buddy Mitch, we've both been in student ministry well over 15 years, and we're just putting our years of student ministry combined together to talk about the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the good, the bad, the ugly of student ministry. It's a little bit more non-RFP. It's a whole nother side of, of JC, and I'm fired up to get this Student Ministry OG podcast going. So why don't you tell our older listeners what OG means for those who are not student pastors? So Student Ministry OG. OG, sometimes they say you're the real OG, the original gangster, like you've been there from the beginning. And so we're just taking it back. We know there's guys that have been in student ministry longer than us, but we're past that newbie Mark, and now that I'm back in the world of student ministry, we're just talking about how to raise a family, how to, you know, not get frustrated when you are only running six kids. We're talking to youth pastors from guys that are six in their student ministry to 6,000 in their student ministry. And uh, it's really already gotten some pretty good interest, and it's part of the RFP network. Yeah, Nathan, it's pretty cool to hear you talk about all of the family around the table now. Like, you know, Thanksgiving's going to be bigger at the RFP house. But, oh, yeah. uh, but not only do we have those podcasts, we also are in talks with others that I think will be joining the family soon. And then there's the RF Pink. I know everybody noticed the pink microphone. That's because Lois yeah. McNair is going to start a podcast. She's not going to be a fourth host. I don't think the RFP can handle but the three of us, but <laughs> there's going to be a podcast for women that's going to come at this subject of recovering fundamentalism from a woman's perspective, which I think is greatly needed. That one right there has the potential to be larger than the RFP. Yeah, it really does. And we have engaged with so many ladies that have experienced the worst of legalism yeah. and the worst of the IFP. And so many of them have such a heart for God, and they want to use those hurts to help other people that are still on the inside. Hey, we are absolutely fired up about the RFP Network, and you can stay in touch with everything that is happening within the RFP Network at The Recovering Fundamentalist. Click on the tab RFP Network. Justin Knight, who you got to hear his voice. I thought that was pretty cool. Justin released a little mini sound clip this past week. So you got to hear Justin. He does all the work behind the scenes and we need to give him some major props. Justin Knight is the real MVP behind the scenes, keeping us on the air, keeping the website going, doing all the hosting for the podcast, man. Justin Knight is absolutely incredible. So if you are thinking about starting a podcast or you have a podcast and you'd love to be part of the RFP network, shoot us an email today by going to therecoveringfundamentalist.org. Guys, I think something that we need to do as we're wrapping up this episode is kind of give a little forecast of what's coming in 2021. I am so excited about 2021. Just some of the interviews that we have lined up. Nate, you want to kind of let us know some of the interviews that we have going? So one of the ones I'm super excited about is a young guy named Barnabas Piper. Mm, hello. He is on staff at Emmanuel in Nashville. And this guy grew up in a pastor's home. He's written three or four books. Uh, I'm working through, I think, his third book right now that is called The Pastor's Kid. And let me tell you something. This guy has something to say to people who grew up in ministry and especially people who grew up around legalism. He has a lot to add to the RFP conversation. Is he a pastor's kid? 
Yeah, his dad pastored this little church up in Minneapolis, Minnesota called Bethlehem Baptist Church. Hmm. Name's, uh, you might have heard of him. His name's John Piper. Hmm. I'll have to Google him. <laughs> <laughs> Man, John Piper is so ferocious. Um, we were at a conference a few years ago where he was preaching, and he preached on living a missional life. And when he got finished, nobody got up and moved. Like there were a couple of thousand people in the room, and his sermon ended and everybody was sitting perfectly still, staring straight ahead. And uh, one of the guys, uh, Pastor Tommy Walton, he's on staff here. Uh, Nathan, you know him, chicken. And uh, oh, yeah. he looks over at me and he just says, we're not saved. <laughs> Man, that message was unbelievable. I still think to date, one of the most powerful messages, it was life-changing for me, was in between my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college, sitting on a grassy knoll in Memphis, Tennessee at the Passion Conference when he stood up and talked about the, the seashells. He talked about yeah. don't waste your life. And man, powerful. Just a life-changing message right there. So I'm excited to have Barnabas on. I'm really excited about Herb Revis. Um, yeah. Herb is a, an amazing pastor. He's got an incredible sense of humor. Um, he's had a great ministry around Southern gospel music. And the church there at North Jacks is just absolutely incredible. I mean, think about this, Nathan Cravat. We are going to be able to have a conversation with the Herb Revis. I've told you before, I was fangirling on him when his son was on here, the wrestling pastor. Josh. And I will have to say that I think some of the greatest content the RFP has ever put out were the two sermon clips that I put of Herb Revis on one of our episodes. And man, this dude knows what he's talking about. He's awesome. Yeah, we're going to be able to interview him right here on the RFP. Man, family, you're not going to want to miss it. Speaking of Southern Gospel, I think our most requested interview, from we get tagged in this at least twice a week, yeah. is with this guy named Mark Lowry. Everybody knows Mark. If you don't, Google him. He's absolutely hilarious. He actually coined the phrase recovering fundamentalist years ago. And uh, we get tagged in this video that he has. And we know Mark's listening to the podcast because he's checking out the recovering fundamentalist podcast. And so, Mark, go ahead and come on the podcast. And uh, we, we've been in talks with him. And we, we're excited to, about the possibility of having him on here in the next few weeks. Okay, JC. So I want to I wanna throw the gauntlet down right here. So if our fans and our family would like to hear Mark Lowry on the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast, any social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever else is out there, tag Mark, ask him to come on the podcast because we want to interview Mark Lowry in 2021. Absolutely. Let's go. And not only am I excited about all the people we're going to be interviewing and some that we're not even mentioning because, I mean, we can't let all of our surprises out oh, no. in the first episode. I'm excited about some of the subjects that we're going to be tackling. Oh, boy. We're getting ready to jump feet first into the KJV only issue. Woo. We're about to rock some faces off. It's going to be incredible. So if there is a biggest issue that we have dealt with in legalism and in the IFB, it would have to be the KJV only mm. issue. So we are going to tackle it. Obviously, we can't hit everything in one episode, but we're going to crack this door coming up in an episode in just a few weeks. It's going to break Twitter. Did you guys see the clip of the guy that IFB Sermon Clips put on where he was like, I'm going to tell you one thing, children. I even believe in the markations. I believe in the numbers and the periods and the semicolons right where they are. I even believe that. Praise God. <laughs> Let's take an offering. <laughs> hey, we've got guys all the way from that extreme. Let's call it the Zorn extreme. All oh, the way yeah. from A to Z. We've got the Zorn extreme that's just absolutely <laughs> insane. Some of his posts about the King James just don't even make any logical sense. Then we've got other guys who we'll put them in the A end of the uh, the authorized end of the debate. And they're like straight up guys like, let's say, Dave Young, who uses the King James, who believes in the King James, but he's not insane. 
Yeah. He'll have a he'll have an honest conversation. He's not going to say the King James corrects the original Greek. I absolutely love it. We're going to be tackling the KJV only in just a few weeks. And the fact that Nathan just said we're going from authorized to the insane in Zorn, that's incredible. <laughs> it's going to be a great episode. Here's another topic that we're about to discuss right before we head off to Vegas. I'm excited about this topic. We're going to be ta- talking about alcohol. Mm. Do you mean Welch's? Sapolite or <laughs> Because we know that Jesus turned the water into Welch's. And that's why people who had been drinking wine from the time they were children said that he had saved the best for last. Because, mm. yeah. you know, we know that, that nothing is better than grape juice. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're not going to tip our hat to where we stand on this because we've had a lot of people try to pigeonhole us on Twitter and Facebook about where we stand. And honestly, there's some variety in where we stand on this issue. But we're going to kind of leave this out there. We're not going to tell you you got to tune in and listen to us. If you want to totally write us off as reprobates on the alcohol issue, then you got to tune in and listen to this. This one is going to be fire. Can't wait. And then to round out the holy trinity, if you will, of the topics that we're talking about, Nathan, tell them what the third topic, it's a combined topic, but what are we going to be tackling? Let's tackle music and clothing. Dun, dun, dun. Ryan, do you think we could come up with a full episode on music and clothing in the IFB? I think we can come close. As long as it's going to be a really short episode, I think there might be hope. (laughs) (laughs) it's going to be a six hour episode and we won't even get off of music and get to clothing i am fired up 2021 is going to be incredible we're starting it off with the bang alcohol kjv only music and clothing that right there boys 2021 is fire already and we may have a special guest host yet to be announced the week that we're in vegas maybe two Nate, I think you're right on, and Vegas is going to reveal and also share a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you've been hearing us talk about here on the podcast. We want to see you there. That's the only way you're going to get to know about some of this stuff. It's January 25th and 26th in Vegas. Go to the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Click on the Idea Summit tab. Use the promo code RFP Meetup and come and be with us in Vegas. And I've got a word for one of our listeners out there. Hold on, hold on. I've got this image in my mind. You're driving down the road. You're you're in your car right now. And I've got a word from you. The message is you can go to Vegas. You can go to Vegas. You need to believe big things in 2021. You need to believe that you can be in Vegas with Brian to eat those crab legs that are already split open on the buffet and you can go to the idea mm-hmm. summit and you can be at the RFP meetup and rub JC's bald head with your own hands. Smell that free life beard oil. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. We do want you to be there. It is possible. We've had people reaching out to us saying they're trying to work it out. If a couple things fall into place, we want to see you in Vegas. Can I get an amen, brother? Amen. And I can tell you there will be some things that are going to shock you. You might get to meet some people that you didn't expect to meet in Vegas. We'll just put it at that. Hey, are we going to take up an offering? Three of them. Three (laughs) Three hours long each. We need to take up an offering for each of us to pay for our trips to Vegas because I know this isn't in any of our budgets. Guys, this has been a great episode. It's got me fired up about everything that's coming in 2021. And that's just the tip of the literal iceberg that's going to be the RFP in 2021. Next year at this time, two years in, I I can't even imagine what it's going to look like sitting here. RFP fam, we absolutely love you. Our patrons of Patreon, thank you for literally keeping us on the air each and every week. And from Brian, Nathan, and myself, we want to wish you a very happy new year. Happy 2021. Happy new year. Guys, I love you. Have a great week. Love you too. Love you, dude. Be sweet.
Peace. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. Be sure to stop by our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a follow. Also, go to our website, recoveringfundamentalist.org. That's recoveringfundamentalist.org. There you can find Recovering Fundamentalist swag. You can get your t-shirts and hats. You can join our ex-fundy community. See where we're going to be having some meetups. It's the recoveringfundamentalist.org. Be sure to join us next time for the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast.